Are you happy? It's a very general and basic question, I know. But are you happy? You may be wondering what happiness has to do with anything, especially creative success. But soon, you'll learn that happiness is everything. Welcome to Phil Svitek Podcast. Hello, fellow creative. My name is Phil Svitek, and it's my mission with this show to help you master mental fortitude because it takes way more than just skills and talent to succeed. If you don't, the proverbial wheels will come off the wagon. And today, I want to talk to you about how to attain happiness through three very simple rules. They come from a book called The Way of the Peaceful Warrior, written by Dan Millman. I read this book when I was 16, and it really altered my life for the better. So I highly, highly recommend it beyond just these three simple rules that I'm about to share with you. It's also been adapted into a movie called Peaceful Warrior. Before I kick things off, though, I invite you to take a quick moment to subscribe if you haven't already done so. That way, you'll never, never miss a new episode. Thank you if you just did that. Now, let's start with rule number one. Rule number one is paradox. Life is a mystery. Stop trying to figure everything out. See, I feel too many times we worry about why something happened, when in reality, that's not at all the cause of something. We attribute something that we're not taking all these factors into it. We then misinterpret it. And furthermore, we waste so much energy in trying to figure out all these things. I'm not saying that you shouldn't analyze a certain result and try to figure out why something actually did work or why something didn't work out. In fact, I'll have a lesson on that very notion in the coming weeks. But it's about this idea that sometimes we overanalyze things to the point that it becomes a detriment. There are aspects of life that are so wonderfully beautiful all around us that the only real goal for you should be to observe it. And I think that's the difference. There's a difference between observation, which is, I think, ultimately, if you look at the greatest scientists, that's what they're really doing. They're not figuring things out. They're just observing something within the world that's happening. And that mystery of life then presents itself to them rather than them actively going after it. And I think that's what we need to do when we talk about the idea of paradox and life being a mystery. And as an artist, you need to see the world in front of you and observe it. Don't try to force something onto it. They say the greatest art is just what's presented in front of you and you're almost just writing it down verbatim, right? Michelangelo used to talk about how he would get a block of cement and his only job was to chisel away until the art presented itself. Let me give you one of my own examples. A lot of novice writers and filmmakers I know try to recreate their experiences in their work trying to adhere to the adage of write what you know. The problem there is they are failing to see the bigger picture that exists. Um, were they to really take a step back and reflect and observe the experience, they're so desperately trying to replicate, they would see uh, that what the experience was all about. And the common phrase is theme. It can be even termed as controlling idea or central premise. It doesn't matter. In this context, they mean the same. So really adopt the principle of observation versus trying to figure something out because you're going to misappropriate nine out of 10 times. Oftentimes, coincidences can actually just be coincidences. But therein lies the beauty. 
when you stop trying to figure out the world, you'll be amazed at what's all around you, in front of you every single day. That kind of observation really can take your breath away and bring you so much wonder and joy. So that's rule number one. Now rule number two. Rule number two is humor. Keep a sense of humor, especially about yourself. It's a strength beyond any measure. Really think about that for a moment. A lot of people will say humor and laughter has healing powers. I believe that to be very true because it gives you this inherent joy. If you're laughing, you can't be upset. You can't be hateful when you have humor. And the more you practice laughter and so forth, especially as it pertains to yourself, the less power words have against you. Too many times we take things so personally to our detriment that it prevents us from going back to rule number one, from observing the world in front of us. It happens because we almost put up this sort of shield in front of us rather than just take it at face value. This is tangential, but Don Miguel Ruiz says everyone has a story and we can only see from our own vantage point. And so anytime someone says something about you, whether it's positive or negative, it's from their perspective and it is up to you how you want to sort of interpret it. And so if you always take things in a fun, humorous way, what's the harm in that, right? What are we so mortally afraid of? Why can't we treat death with a certain amount of humanity and dignity and decency and God forbid, maybe even humor? However, don't let that be a license to not work hard or be serious and committed towards your uh, responsibilities. I know that may seem like an oxymoron, right? Be serious and laugh, but consider the advice many people tote, which is do what you love. I'm taking that actually a step further and telling you to find the joy in what you do. Find what's fun. Make it a game. Use the powers of observation from rule number one and spot all the various aspects that in any activity are fun uh, for you. To begin this shift into that mindset, all you have to do is practice smiling. Practice laughing every single day and you will start to see the benefits. It can have effects not only on your life, but in your creative work. I guarantee it. And thirdly, change. Rule number three is all about change. Know that nothing ever stays the same. This is especially true in the day and age that we live in today. Uh, too many people that I meet, even people that are in their 20s or 30s, talk about the good old days. Generally, the number of complainers only increases the further up the spectrum of age you get. Well, truth be told, there are no good old days. It's perspective yet again. There's a fantastic movie called Midnight in Paris, which is all about nostalgia. The characters in the movie um, throughout discuss their so-called golden age, meaning the time period that they would love to live in. Interestingly enough, each character's golden age is from an era prior to his or her own birth, which means that they didn't even actually live through that age, right? All they know of those moments are recounted and glamorized hindsight versions. The characters don't understand the full ins and outs of that point in time. How could they, when they can't even begin to fathom the full depth of their own decade? Rule number one, remember? As you can already imagine, the message of the movie is that we cling unnecessarily to the past. For the main character of Gil, Anes Flos, 
represents the best moment in history. That's France during the 1920s. For Adriana, it's the Belle Epoque, which is a period in France from 1871 to the start of World War I. What the two characters showcase is that each of us has our own ideal. None is right, which is why you should let the past die. If you're curious to know what I mean by that, just look up um, that phrase in my archive shows. I did a whole episode on that phrase. But anyway, it is the ability to adapt throughout life and really be a lifelong learner that allows you to succeed. If you're spending mental time focusing on the past, then you're not really present, which means you're not able to grow. If you prevent yourself from growing, then it only brings about negativity and you won't succeed. You'll just be bitter at the world because you expect it to be a different way. Um, again, the old times. You have to go back to that idea of paradox though. Stop trying to figure everything out and instead observe it as it is happening in front of you because that will allow you to change alongside it much more easily. The less you start to assign good versus evil and just see it as this is how it is, then the less stress you'll have. That doesn't mean you have to accept everything as is. Yes, you can have certain goals like let's say wanting to affect climate change for the better. That's a very real and positive and admirable goal to go after, a positive change to seek out. But know that change takes time, and furthermore, you can't just change one thing without affecting another. As rule number one implies, we don't understand all the interconnectedness of the world. What we must realize is that as one thing changes, so does another. It is how we deal with all the simultaneous change happening that really matters. Adapt to all changes as they come while moving towards the positive changes you wish to see. That is how real growth happens. And growth is really what life is about, isn't it? If you don't grow and adapt and change, then why are we here? Oftentimes, my old mentor, Robert Patton Sproul, would say, hey, if you know everything about the film industry, then just quit. Because after all, what's the point? And I think he's very much on the nose there. I know people that are in their 80s that are still continuing to learn and adapt. They are fascinated by the world around them. Now, are they the most tech-savvy iPad users ever? Of course not. But the fact that they can use FaceTime and Google Drive as part of their daily lives shows that it is very possible to continue your growth and education throughout life. And as I mentioned a little bit earlier, in today's day and age, things change so rapidly and the less you resist that change, the more you can tap into the benefits of the other two rules. If you don't have this defensive shield up against change, well then you can laugh uh, about certain things a lot more easier. Humor in turn will allow you to see what is, what's present and true in the world, and thus be able to change a lot faster. All these three rules, they're so interconnected. Do you see that, right? Three, three. Life has just three rules, and you already know them. Paradox, humor, and change. Paradox. Life is a mystery. Don't waste time trying to figure it out. Humor. Keep a sense of humor, especially about yourself. It is a strength beyond all measure. Change. Now that nothing stays the same. Simple rules, no, but what you have to do is practice them every single day. 
Like all things, you don't just have the skill set to begin with. You have to actively pursue it on a daily basis in order to develop it. And so that is my challenge to you. Practice not trying to figure everything out. Instead, just observe it as it is. Laugh about yourself, haha. Laugh with others and stop trying to be so analytical about things and hypercritical and instead allow yourself to open to change. So there you have it. Those are the three rules. You sure got a lot of rules about stuff, don't you? Not rules. Things I've learned from my own life experience. When applied, these can make your life a happier one. They certainly have for me. I remember when I first read The Way of the Peace for Warrior. It just blew my mind. I remember biking in Slovakia after having just finished the last chapter and having a feeling and a sense that I understood the world. Now, the irony being that, no, of course I didn't, and I laugh at myself for that. But it gave me a sense of feeling good and knowing that even if I didn't have everything figured out, it was okay. And that is the real secret of all these three rules combined, which is that no, of course you don't have to have everything figured out. Life is very much, as the old cliche goes, a journey. And these three rules, when applied within that context, can help make your journey just a little bit easier. And more importantly, they can make your life a lot happier. What does happy have to do with anything? Everything. That's right. Everything is interconnected, and for my money's worth, the world chooses to highlight too much negativity, when in reality, there's so much to be excited and happy about. Move toward that and be a shining beacon of unconditional exhilaration for others so that they too can be gleeful. You don't have to drown in your own misery to be an artist and understand the human condition. No, no, my friends. Uh, you can do it by being present, observant, jubilant, and adaptive. Try it. See what wondrous things you can accomplish by doing those things. And to help jumpstart you, please let me know which rule you're going to tackle first. I'd love to know. That's a wrap. But before you click away to another lesson, I want to remind you that you can always read the transcript of this episode and access other free resources on my website. Links are provided below and include the movies and the books that I just mentioned in this very lesson. Lastly, a big shout out to the people that helped make this episode possible today. If you too would like to support this show, you can do so on either Patreon or you can uh, support my merch from my store. Thanks for tuning in. I'm at Phil Svitek on social media and I'll see you next Wednesday with another one of my lessons. Bye.